0: and welcome to the weekly bible wrap up for April 13th 2023 now this is where i take the readings for the day as i go through the readings i will take notes on it things that strike me they they seem like that they're interesting they seem like that that it for whatever reason it provokes another thought i also summarize this helps me understand the Bible a little bit better, both in context and also how to apply it to my apply it to my life. And I hope that it helps you as well too. That's the whole point. We started out in Psalm forty five. I have to admit, with this one, I have a bit of a difficult reading to digest here. I think it's referring to a great warrior, and the point is that if you love justice and hate evil, the Lord will anoint you. That's a quote from in there, but you know, it wasn't too clear on it. Then over to Luke fifteen. You know, first off, it's interesting that the Pharisees and teachers of religious law—they're complaining that Jesus often ate with sinful people. Two observations with that: first, why would they care? Unless they were concerned about, or even feared Jesus—he—he he wasn't one of them. So it's not as if like uh, Jesus, you got to stop associating with these folks or to kick you out of the Pharisee club. That's not the case. I think more about fear. But then if you think about it, the second thing, how ironic that they are complaining that Jesus dines with sinners, since it may be argued that by twisting God's word and law, the Pharisees themselves were greater sinners. I don't know. Anyway, those are two things that came to me. But Jesus responded with the first the parable of the lost sheep the joyfulness over the those that are lost then found this is also repeated i believe in matthew the the uh, leaving the 99 to find the one he then follows with the parable of the lost coin the woman who has i think 10 coins loses one and just absolutely spends all of her time trying to find the coin when she finally finds it probably rolled under a piece of furniture or something she's like rejoices she's just wonderful about it Interesting lesson here, if you think about it, because of using the coin, that sinners have value. God believes that sinners have value, even though sinners sometimes don't think that they do. That's why it's so important that we remember that there's nothing that we can do that God won't come and redeem us for. With the exception, as I understand, the one unforgivable sin sin, is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. He then presents the parable of the lost son, one son who squandered all of his inheritance. The father decided to give the inheritance while he was still living. Goes off, squanders in some foreign land, becomes destitute. And then finally decides to tuck his tail between the legs and come home and and ask for just a basic labor job and the father is so like excited it's like wow you're home that's great let's have a huge feast well the brother who got the other 50 percent but didn't squander it kept it away he's just like i don't understand this it's like i've been working so hard for you all this time and now you save the fattened calf and all the other uh, stuff for a great feast for this guy who squandered all of his stuff, what's up? And, of course, the lesson here is that you don't understand. You've always been here. I love you. It's great. It's like, I mean, nothing's going to change that. But he was lost, and now he's found. He came back. The whole concept of, as sinners, turning and repenting. You, you know, you, you have churches and, and denominations that teach all sorts of stuff. But if you just remove all the onion layers and get back down to the core, that's what it's all about. Believe and repent. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, everything you are, every minute, every second, every day. Everything else on top of that, it's just that. It's not the core. Deuteronomy 19, three cities in the new land are set aside as cities of refuge. This on the command of God. And this is mentioned before is to provide a place of protection for someone who is killed but not yet gone to trial. Unintentional killing examples then follow. Well, why three cities instead of one? Well, this is so that the person accused of the killing, or even identified correctly of the killing, that they don't have as far to go. The further the idea is that the further that you have to go, the more chance that one or more that are trying to avenge the death are going to catch up with you and and go all vigilante on you, which is what this is trying to prevent. No vigilanteism. Is that the right word? Vigilanteism? Vigilantism? Well. There's no place for mob rule in a God-fearing justice-based society. If the Lord then enlarges the territory given as promised, which he is saying that he will do if the people obey, then they will have to create three more cities of refuge for the same reason. Now, with regards to the cities of refuge, if a murderer tries to find refuge in one of them, now note there the change from killer to murderer. They're two different words, two different meanings. And I don't know what the Hebrew, the original Hebrew is, but it's, it's so important. Because there's, there's, even in the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not murder, not thou shalt not kill. Anyway, the murder, in that case, must be extradited from wherever and put to death. And then more governance rules follows. Um, do not steal land from neighbors by moving boundary markers. That's a no, no, don't move the survey markers. Do not convict anyone, this is what I said yesterday, we'd get into this a little bit more, do not convict anyone of any crime based on the testimony of only one witness. If only one witness comes forward, then the judges will investigate. And if the witness is found to be malicious, in other words, they're lying, I like this, they will receive the punishment for which they first had accused the innocent person of. Now, this deterrence will purge evil from the people. We as a society need to have, in my opinion, restore stronger repercussions for deterrence as crime is getting more pervasive. We're, we're, we're letting people not be responsible fully for, for their actions. It's biblical, as it shows here to hold people responsible for their actions and to take accountability commensurate to what whatever was accomplished. Deuteronomy 20 continues with regulations stating how to wage war, starting with don't be afraid, invoke God, if God is with you who can be be against you? That's somewhere else in the Bible. I just stuck it in here. But don't be afraid, invoke God to go with you. Now those who are just, there, there are some exceptions here. Those who are just starting life, like they just had a new home, but they haven't dedicated yet. I'm not really sure exactly what that means in the culture back then, but it refers to something that's not finished yet. Those who have just planted a vineyard, those who have become engaged and haven't yet married, and then the last one, those who are afraid will bring down morale, they're excused because they won't make good warriors. You know, I had a chance to go home when called this in 1990, and I didn't. I didn't go home. I knew what I had to do. I wasn't afraid. Well, I was afraid, but I didn't let fear overrule. I. It's that responsibility. That's why I harp on responsibility. It's like repercussions and this and that. I signed up to do something. And there's no way that I was going to go back on my word. I often wonder what my life would be like if I hadn't done that. I believe it would be radically different. In some ways, I sacrificed a life for that. But then again, I gained a life as well, too. I do believe all... God's plan. So I'm okay with it. Before attacking a town, other terms for peaceful surre- offered rather terms for peaceful surrender. If they refuse, then the Lord orders every man killed, but women, children, and livestock are to be considered plunder along with the treasures like gold and silver the Lord has given these so that they may enjoy be enjoyed. Now note, this is for towns external to the land that the Israelites are about to enter and conquer. For those towns in the land that they're going to be occupied, they must be utterly destroyed to prevent those people from teaching the Israel- Israelites detestable practices. And that's it uh, for today. My wish and prayer for you is that you will live today as if the king is coming back today. Take care.